0: Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Here's how this podcast works. Each week we begin with about 7-10 to 10 minutes on the weekly Parsha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. You'll either hear me, or you'll hear me in conversation with a Jewish thought leader. After that, if you want to stick around, we often continue with a bonus interview where we talk about all things Jewish. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. This week, we enter a bit of a transitional stage in the Torah. The book of Genesis that we've been reading for the last however many weeks is really the stories of the patriarchs and matriarchs, Abraham and Sarah, their children and grandchildren. These are the stories of the origins of the Jews as a family. The book of Exodus, which we'll reach in a couple of weeks, is the story of our origin as a slave people coming out of Egypt. So the Torah now needs to answer the question: How did the Israelites, the descendants of Abraham and Sarah, get to Egypt in the first place? And the answer is Joseph. So this week's parsha is called Vayeshev. Vayeshev means he dwelt, and the parsha begins by telling us that Vayeshev Yaakov, that Jacob settled and dwelt in the land of Canaan. It then moves very quickly to talk about his son, Joseph. Now, I happen to love this section of the Torah because I love Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I will refrain from singing the entire Broadway show for you from start to finish, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't like to. So who is Joseph? Joseph is the son or one of the sons of Jacob who we've spent the last 2-3 weeks talking about he's not the oldest son he's not the youngest son but he is the oldest son of Jacob's favorite wife Rachel and for that reason he's Jacob's favorite son the torah tells us that yisrael ahav Mikobanab, israel which is jacob loved Joseph best of all of his sons, and that was why he made Joseph an amazing technicolor dream coat, or as the Torah calls it, a ketonet pasim, a coat of many colors, or an ornamented tunic of some kind. We don't know exactly what this phrase means in Hebrew, but we know that it refers to a special piece of clothing that was meant to set Joseph apart from his brothers as the special one. You can imagine Joseph's brothers don't like this very much. They're jealous, they're angry, they don't like being treated as second-class citizens within their own family. And so the Parsha really begins by telling the story of how Joseph's brothers come to sell him into slavery in Egypt. We could spend far more than seven minutes talking about that story alone. There's a whole tussle for power between Reuben and Judah over which brother saved Joseph. There's a magnificent story of Joseph running into a random stranger who sends him after his brothers, and I'll encourage you to listen to last year's podcast to hear about that. But the end result of all this is that Joseph is sold into slavery in Egypt, where he finds himself in the house of a high official named potiphar once he gets there potiphar's wife tries to seduce him joseph refuses all of her advances until she ultimately accuses him of rape or of attempted rape and he gets thrown in jail again when this parsha ends joseph has been thrown into jail for the second time now this time in egypt he's met several of pharaoh's courtiers and interpreted their dreams but he has seemingly been forgotten, rotting away in prison. So Joseph is a funny mix. He's a privileged, pampered, favorite son. He starts and ends his life in positions of privilege, beginning in the home of Jacob where he receives his special coat and ending as the Grand Vizier of all Egypt with incredible power over his brothers and over the entire kingdom. But in the middle, Joseph doesn't have it easy. He gets thrown in the pit, he gets sold into slavery, he gets accused of a crime and wrongly imprisoned. He has it really rough. You would think that Joseph would just decide that he's done for, but he doesn't. One of the really amazing things about the Joseph story is the resilience that he shows throughout. Every time things go more and more wrong, Joseph seems to continue to believe that he can be okay, that things will be okay. And so it's worth asking as we read, what is it about Joseph that makes him able to show this incredible resilience? And there are two things that come to my mind. One is that Joseph is a dreamer. He is highly associated with dreams and the interpretation of dreams. He starts the Parsha by telling his brothers about dreams of grandeur that he's had. He ends it by interpreting the dreams of Pharaoh's courtiers. And in next week's Parsha, he'll interpret the dreams of Pharaoh himself. We don't have time here to go into the content of all of those dreams. But I think part of the message here is that Joseph is a visionary. Joseph is able to see Not only the world as it is, but the world as it should be, or the world as it could be. And because he has the capacity for such vision, he also believes in his own capacity to make the world different than it is. So when he's in prison, he believes that he can get out. When he's in the pit that his brothers have thrown him in, he believes that he can be okay. And maybe because he believes that... He acts in ways that make it come about. There's a second element here. Throughout the parsha, whenever things are really not going well for Joseph, there is a phrase that repeats. It says, Vayehi Adunai et Yosef. The eternal was with Joseph. Over and over again, the Torah tells us that no matter what else happened to Joseph, God was with him. Now, when I first read that, I initially thought it was a kind of chosenness or luck. God had decided to take extra special care of Joseph, so no matter how bad things were, God was always watching out for him. And there are some commentators that read it that way, but not all of them. This is the commentator Abarbanel. I'll just read his take on Genesis chapter 9, verse 2, where it says the Eternal was with Joseph. Abarbanel says... The thought of God was always in Joseph's mind. In other words, where we might have thought that this meant that God was thinking about Joseph, Abarbanel says it actually means that Joseph was thinking about God. And the Midrash says something really similar. It says, "...in what way was the Eternal with Joseph? The name of the Holy One never left Joseph's lips." When Joseph entered to serve Potiphar, he would whisper to himself, Master of the universe, you are the one in whom I trust. So these two sources both agree that God being with Joseph was not an act of God, but rather an act of Joseph, that no matter where he went and no matter how bad things got, he kept God in his mind, he kept his own mission in his mind, he kept reminding himself of who he was and what he believed in. And that, I believe, is the recipe for Joseph's resilience. It might have been tempting or easy to pity himself, to feel sorry for himself, but instead, every time something went wrong, Joseph would ask himself, What do I believe in? What is my mission in this world? What's my vision for a better world? And what can I do right here and now to help actualize that vision? That's the kind of thinking that led him out of prison and into Pharaoh's palace and ultimately into a position where he could save Egypt and save his brothers and save his own people. But that's a story for next week. For now, we leave Joseph in prison and seemingly forgotten, but he leaves us with a message that if we walk through the world with a sense of who we really are and what we really believe in, that vision, that mission, can help us to be the best versions of ourselves, and to help make the world the best version of itself. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search Seven Minute Torah, listen and discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to Seven Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.